Welcome back to the final hour of Tip Today. Now, our vouchers for Christmas shopping in Thurnus going to the Premier Insurance. They've given us a one-for-all voucher uh, worth €50, and that's going to Jimmy Gilman. Well done to you, Jimmy. And uh, Jimmy is in Clonmore. And the €50 voucher for Morn's Menswear, they're based on Fire Street. They're wonderful. Uh, shop have been there many, many times. That's going to Michael Kennedy from Rossmore. So well done to you both. Now, speaking of giveaways, at Clonmel Rugby Club Male Voice Choir, they're presenting a Christmas concert this Thursday, the 14th of December, in the uh, Abbey House of Prayer. That's formerly the, the Friary in Clonmel. We've two pairs of tickets to give away uh, for the show, and all you have to do is text Christmas Concert followed by your name to 083 311 That's Christmas Concert, followed by your name, 083 That's the Clonmel Rugby Club Male Voice Choir with their Christmas concert. And it's always a great fundraiser every single Christmas. And I'm sure it's a great night out as well. For every problem, there's a solution. Dear Phil, on Tip Today with Phil Prendergast. And Phil is with me, and she has all the solutions under her arm as well. How are you, Phil? I'm fantastic. I have a lot more under my arm. But anyway, yeah, yeah can't <laughs> and, complain. And great to see you, as always. Um, will we kick off um, letter number one? Dear Phil, I'm a mum of three kids, all under ten. Before COVID, I always made sure that we did a Christmas day out with the kids that involved a visit to Santa. When I was looking around for the best place to visit Santa this year, I found that the prices were absolutely astronomical. Uh, I really just can't afford it. So I just decided that we would do the local party in our town that features a visit from Santa and leave it at that for this year. That was fine. The kids seemed happy once they got to see Santa, but I'm starting to feel really guilty about it. Every time I look at social media, I see pictures from uh, uh, people who have taken their kids to all these different Santa experiences all over the place. They all look great. I would never begrudge them, but it makes me feel like I am a mean mother and I'm depriving my kids. To be fair to them, the kids, they haven't said anything about it. I am aware that this is my issue alone, but I can't stop these awful feelings of guilt. When did the Santa visit thing become such a big thing for Christmas? Dearest mum of three kids under 10, this Santa visit became such a big thing in your head only. Yeah. This is not, um, you know, this woman has beaten herself up. She's, she's, she's obviously a good mother, wants to have good experiences. But good experiences, for her kids, it could be going off collecting pine cones in the forest. Mm. It could be um, roasting marshmallows with supervision, naturally. Um, it could be about watching a nice film with the Christmas tree lights on and sort of having experiences. It could be about watching the Christmas channel and having popcorn, do things a little bit differently, but not outrageously expensive. I don't know why people would subscribe to standing around in a cold queue and possibly a wet and damp one. For ages. For ages, yeah. expose and kill. And I'm not trying to do down people that like to go and visit mm. Santa. Mm. And it is fine when it's all inside. But when you have these very lovely atmospheric huts that are in, you know, out in the open air, kids can get really chilled and then become ill. So, you know, I really think she needs to stop overthinking this. She's already brought the kids to a place inside. And they don't seem to have a problem. The kids and are, they don't. You see, that's why this, this mum is really feeling guilty. But you know what? Social media, they show the best of everything. Mm. It's the most sanitised version of foolery and tomfoolery mm. because it's absolutely 
the the scenes and all the rest can, are, can be greatly enhanced. It can look absolutely fabulous. And as you know yourself, if you see things on the internet sometimes that are for sale, now you see disclaimers all over the place saying this is An from alert. a bot. Yes. This is from a thing. This may not be the you may not receive it. It may not work as as described, or you know that it's it's just being drop shipped. It's mm. a new term. Mm. But this lady needs to really sit down and just smell the coffee. Her kids are fine. This is all in her mm. head. And perhaps she should give herself a present for Christmas of stop looking at social media to see how much of a failure she is reinforcing for herself because she thinks that everyone else has it better than her. God, that's a great point because... We're all measuring ourselves now against what we see on social media, aren't yeah, we? Yeah, but social media, I mean, I mean, if you're to look at even the filters, now I wouldn't even know how to put on a filter. I wouldn't even know mm. how to put on a face, actually. Mm. Well, I would, but <laughs> it wouldn't be the good one, you know. <laughs> but um, yes. I, I think people have an extraordinary um, ability to put themselves in the halfpenny place and just say, oh, I could never compete with that. No, you can't if you haven't got the filters that make you look like someone completely different. And I mean, I have to say, and I, and I do, I don't mean this disrespectfully, but like there are people enhancing themselves now for a, a, a picture they have of how they should look. And it's not a normal, it's not a normal face, mm, mm. lip enhancement, cheek enhancement, it's yes. fine. Smooth and skin. It, yeah, and, yeah, all of that. Yeah. But like, I mean, I'm meant to have enough skin for three faces at this hour of my life and I'm okay with that. Yeah, Do you know so. what I mean? But it's it's just people can just get pictures on social media where everything looks absolutely perfect and it's enhanced or you might find if you lo- go and look for this image that you see on the page in front of you that this is a, a, a stock image from somewhere in America or know. in you know and people are comparing you know visions and they're comparing views and they're comparing trees and visits to Santis and everything that's enhanced I mean it's all really and truly the real action will be to sit with our kids, go and watch the Christmas time. Let's say, let's mm. assume we're going to have dinner by the fire and we're going to do this or we're going to do that. Make it meaningful and do you know what? Stop comparing yourself to others and she should stop looking at social media because it's not helping Very her. Good. And, and she, her kids are fine. And she's a good mother by the sounds she of She sounds like a great mother and she's trying to, you know, financially look after things at a very expensive time of year as well. You know? It is, but again, you see, what she considers to be a good experience for kids could be an awful experience mm. for kids. Do you know yes. Sorry about that. I have to get up. Let the listeners talk away among themselves there for a moment. I apologise about that. Little alarm. It's 11-11. Time to get up. Time to get up. Time to get up. But um, people need to stop. It's the lived experience and it's something they do for themselves, with themselves, that's going to be important. And her kids are not going to be comparing their mammy to be any the less a mammy than anyone else. Of course, yes. And as we said, they're not complaining about anything because they did get to see Santa in some sort of a, a community-based thing, which, which sounds great. Well, it's, the sa- it's the same Santa, no matter where they're course, seeing it like. You know, it's it's all... It, and it's there's still an opportunity to see the parade in town and there's still an yeah. opportunity to see, you know, all the Christmas stuff that goes which on. Which costs and, nothing. Costs not. It's yeah. free. And I mean, I know people would see nothing is ever free. It is free. It is free. Like, and I think this particular town, Clonmel, 
Thurles, Cashel, Care, all of those towns really go to the ends to make the place look festive. Yes. And it's beautiful. And you couldn't say one is nicer than the other. Yeah, that's a very, very good point. You you get very is sort of animated when you talk about social media. You're really cross about the effect it's having on people. I, because I think there's a negative effect yeah. with it. And it, it's rarely... I, I was delighted last night to be on social media. I saw this, this and this. Most of the time I get peed off when I look at social I know, media yeah. because I know it's enhanced. I know it's not real. Or else you get the people. I went off, as you know, Facebook a number of years ago. But you, you'd get viciously attacked if you were in public office. Oh, yeah. And yeah. there's there's the element of negativity or you have the late night keyboard warriors that are oh. just free to say what they like. and You don't know what they're after taking or it doesn't matter. Some people just want to do you down. It's far too invasive. I mean, for a system that has invaded the entire world, um, and and you see the kind of when you have people putting up bots that are pretending to be people putting out a viewpoint, getting a narrative going that something becomes very normalised. It's it's a dangerous direction to go in. That's I know. I, I discovered it lately myself because I was talking. I, I put up a comment that really was harmless and didn't mean to be judgmental in the least. But there's a question that always intrigues me as to why vegans or vegetarians like their food to look like burgers are to look like meat. I, I just genuinely never understood that. Oh, my sweet God. Fella had a right, right go with me all together about it, you know? Yeah, I know, but you see, people have triggers. Yeah. Like, I'm I'm vegetarian since this year, right? Yes. Um, it's I, I'm, I normally don't even say it. I just choose something that's on the menu right. that isn't going but, to involve you, meat. You but you wouldn't I do need to have something look like meat. No, I don't you? indeed. It, and if I if I thought I was eating something that looked like and I mean if you ever tried to eat a vegetarian sausage, oh it wouldn't bother. Because yes. even I though it might them. look like a sausage. They're appalling. Yeah, yeah They're didn't, appalling. I didn't like it anyway. So it, it was a genuine question. I wasn't even trying to annoy people for a change. But I but think some people are triggered by certain yes. things that people would say and they choose to be triggered. And you can either choose to be triggered by it or ignore it and just say, that doesn't affect me. Yes. I don't know why people feel they need to give their top and say any work. Oh, but sure anyway, Lord. look. I don't know. Anyway, letter number two. Dear Phil, I'm a woman in my 20s and during the summer I broke up with my partner of four years. It was more or less mutual, but I was surprised by how much I miss him. And part of me wonders if I made a mistake sometimes, but uh, maybe that's just fear talking. We have a lot of mutual friends, uh, friends, but I've managed to avoid him so far. The problem is, with Christmas coming, a mutual friend is having a New Year's Eve party, and my ex will also be attending. I'm worried about seeing him again, that it will be awkward, but I'm also nervous that, with alcohol taken, one of us will have a big, dramatic, drunken moment... Or indeed, one of us will make a move on the other. I wonder, should I avoid the party entirely? But I really don't want to be sitting at home on my own on New Year's Eve. What should I do? Well, I personally, I wouldn't go if that's her worry, that she's going to get uncontrollably drunk and not be able to control herself with her ex. Um, and I don't see that the option would be that she'll be sitting at home on her own. There surely are more in her circle of yeah. friends and more places to go and maybe even things with her own family or maybe just have a really nice night in with a bottle of wine where she's going to fall fall in love with the pillow. It's just, you know, I mean, it's it's hard for her. She's in her 20s and she broke up with her partner four years and that was in the summertime. I think she should be mature enough to be able to say if she meets him at the party, say, hi, how are things? Or move on. 
you know, I, I mean... Yeah, because she's going to have to meet him at some point or other or bump into him at some point. Absolutely. Or other. And, and the other thing is, I think you have to have a certain element. They broke up. Mm. They broke up for a reason. Yes. And I don't think that there's such a lack of control either in her or her partner that they're going to have the third glass of wine when maybe they should have stopped at two. And then decide, oh God, let's let's have a passionate let's encounter. Let's get it on. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know? Well, she so, says, I broke up. with, So it was her decision, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Now, it, it just says she broke up, but it, it could be that they... No, okay. She said okay. it was more or less mutual. But I was surprised how much I miss him. And part of me wonders if I made a mistake. Uh, but that's just fear talking. But she also has a fear of meeting him again. She has a fear of becoming intimate with him again. So... Obviously, she broke up with him because that the that that je ne sais quoi was no longer there in the relationship, and yes. she's worried now that maybe out of some sense of maybe missing him or just romanticising the thing, yeah. exactly the big yeah. nostalgic feeling. So you know, if it was me, I wouldn't be sitting at home on New Year's Eve. Well, personally, I will because I hate New Year's Eve always because I just remember when I was giving up smoking. <laughs> which is now about 35 years ago, but the horrors, the horrors of going through the first few days of the so New you Year. You associate that with... Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, I just always used to be in bed by midnight on Christmas Eve <laughs> or New Year's Eve and absolutely get up the next day and say, great, grand new year, now is the day to have a big feed. Oh, wait, what am I giving up? <laughs> Not fags, thank God. Yeah. So you you think that she'd be better off to stay away from it if she thinks it's going to end up... If, if she's that liaison. worried about it, but I mean, the rational part of her will say, of course, I'll be mature. I mm. broke up with him. He may come there with another woman. How is she going to feel about that? Now, it's not that life can't stop living because she broke up with somebody when they were together four years. But, like, there's a definite element of her worrying about what she might do mm. if she meets him again. Yeah, that's what's coming out of this, too, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, interesting. Um, and of course, she's very young too, isn't she? I mean, I'm sure she has loads of life left, you know. You she's know, got. Goldford and all of that. Um, letter number three. Dear Phil, I work in the retail sector with a big group of great people. We all have great fun together and we get on really well. I really enjoy my job. My problem is we had our Christmas party last week and I admittedly drank too much. As a result of my drunken state, I kissed two of my colleagues. And I slept with another. I was mortified when I woke up the next morning and made a quick exit and didn't speak to them that morning. Word of my shenanigans quickly got around and I've been slagged mercilessly since. The colleague that I slept with isn't talking to me either. And I feel awful about that because we almost got on really well. I'm just wondering how I should approach the situation. I've been laughing off the slagging, but it really embarrasses me and I just wish it would all stop. And most importantly... I really miss my friend, but I don't know how to even approach a conversation uh, with them. What should I do to repair friendships? And can I, again, salvage my reputation? I suppose this is this the age-old thing where there are so many people that behave inappropriately at a Christmas shindig. Mm. And there's such regrets when it happens. And, you know, I mean, her life will continue and her life will go on. The fact that all her colleagues knew about it and are openly slagging her is a difficult time to kind of live it down and it's very difficult to laugh that off. But this happened. And the guy she was with, if it's a guy, um, you know, is obviously mortified as well. Mm. Um, I think she should maybe 
try and have a chat with him and just say, listen, I really, it's a pity this happened or developed or whatever. But like life, if she can't repair friendships that are very important, her reputation, how can she salvage her reputation? Her reputation is her reputation. It's not the rest of her life. It's not a blueprint for how she should behave in future. It's actually an experience that makes her think, do you know what? Drinking too much is a thing. Mm. So if you're going to go out for the night, don't be warming yourself up with wine at home while you're doing the pear thing or whatever it is. What is it about Christmas parties? Because, I mean, you know, I would have seen many, many letters like this over the years. And and I would have read many, many letters like this over the years as well, Fran, because a lot of people, when they get together and they let the hair down, suddenly there's no, there's no that, you know, there's not that formalising of there's the management structure, there's the sub-management structure, there's the people and here's the, you know, we're running around doing the work and doing all that. You have suddenly the gloves are off. Everybody is glamorous. People that look quite staid every day getting made up and hair up and that's only the fellas and you know they and look fabulous and glittery and shiny and you know it's a party night and generally speaking there's a lot of effort put into the parties by the management and it's supported very mm. well and they do a lot of good food and really nice drinks but people should have a real awareness of too much alcohol mm. and maybe not eating all day because thinking you're going to eat Finger food. Finger food is not going to put any light on you. On the, on the tummy, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I think it's a difficult time for her. But but she will prevail. Yes, she'll she prevail. Will, yeah. Of course she'll prevail. But like she will be mortified for so long because, you know. And I suppose if the chap will talk to her and. and he just says, you know, this was an awful mistake. Or if he's in a relationship with someone else, because we don't know the backstory mm, to yeah, this. No, yeah. Or if she was in a relationship, now she doesn't, she, I think she would have said it mm. in her letter. I have every sympathy for her because I think it's a difficult thing. She's not the first one this happened to. Mm. But I do think people should have an awareness that if you're going out for a Christmas party, and particularly if it is with workmates, there should be an element of decorum and you should have a three drink rule for certain. Right, but you see, in some cases, the drink is free. You see, um, having free drink doesn't—it doesn't mean that you should be free with drinking it and open your gob and slinging it or, back. Because, or feel obliged to drink yeah, as much. Yeah, because as you people, can. it it just lo- you lose inhibition when you have um, too much alcohol, and too much alcohol when you're working with your colleagues. If they see a very efficient, professional, competent element to you during all of the year, and suddenly you come in and your letters and Yahoo. <laughs> and you're glittering and shining and shiny and gorgeous and hugging everybody (laughs) hugging everybody loving everybody and there's not a person in the place you hate even the person that you hate but uh, it's do you know what I mean it's a difficult time it's just one of those age old and like you said Every year we have this. Every, Every year, year yeah. we have yeah. one of these letters or more of those letters. Yeah. Or there's people I would meet outside and say, you know what, you were talking, that happened to us. <laughs> I know. And, you know, you just, you know that people are not going to be happy with themselves. However, do you know what? It's over. Move on. Move, move on, yes. But it, but it is remarkable that more than even weddings or other social occasions, it's the blooming Christmas party that seems to be the one that causes all the trouble. Do you know what I think it is, though? There's the whole element, the build-up to Christmas. Now, whilst Christmas started this year in, I think, probably August, <laughs> um, which does 
dilute yes. dilute the excitement a bit because people get so immune to all yeah. of the, the, the carry on. The fact that I think people really do go all out to look as well as they can. Um, they dress up. There's glitter and glitz. And as I said, that could be only the fellas. But there, there's a lot of energy and effort. There's a lot of looking forward. And then there's so much regret if mm. they do. And I mean, there's we've had letters where people have made moves on their bosses or their bosses have made moves on them. And it, it, it really can destroy professional relationships because it's it's a time where really you should be able to say well I can go back to work next week and I can hold my head up and then you're thinking but am I the one they're saying that well that one of can't hold her head up anyway she couldn't hold up her well, she could hold her leg up I, I would have seen situations read about situations where people actually move job because of it you know they're so embarrassed by stuff that went on and you know well you see that's the whole thing it's mm. it's very embarrassing but I do think you have to put a context on it and if it's possible if if you can't forget it and get over it and you have fractured relationships professional work relationships where you are working it actually does cause people to rethink well maybe I should move on. However, you do have to realise as well, with a degree of normality, that, you know what, I, I actioned this behaviour. I did drink wine before I went out and then I had wine when I got to the party and I didn't stop. And the other thing I would say to people is make sure you have a friend that is going to say, we're going now. And I know you yeah. might be saying, well, that's kind of spoiling it for the friend, but there's going to be people there that choose not to have any alcohol at all and they're drinking alcohol-free wine, which looks like they might be drinking and they're not. Mm. You know, or alcohol-free beer. Yeah, I like and, that notion to have somebody who, who will say, look, yeah. you know. But it, it, it is a pity that we have normalised that as well, that yeah. you're going to have sort of a minder on the night. But there are people that would go out and say, well, yeah, okay, I'm going to be drinking the alcohol-free stuff. Not, they won't even know. I know. Yeah, no. Phil, always good to see you. Thanks, thanks, thanks very friend. much indeed. And if you're having a Christmas party, do, do mind yourselves, won't you? We'll take a break. Back in a moment. Tip FM's Tip Today with Fran Curry In association with Slattery's of Pecan, Tipperary's main Peugeot dealer. Slattery's Garage Pecan, the name you can trust for over 50 years in the Premier County. Slattery'sGarage.ie.